I'll tell you all her secrets. I'm so excited. I'm pretty sure Summer knows all of my secrets. <laughs> and all the secrets. <laughs> you probably know secrets I don't know. We'll do a fake hello. And then we'll do weekly hots. And then we'll start the interrogation process. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So are you good with DJ or do you want to be like Mr. Otherworld of my own? You're good with DJ. <laughs> no, I'm good with DJ. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have a world of my own, much less another world of my own. You have her world. She's my world. Adorable. That's the right answer. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Mary Dickmas. We of the HEA Book Club. We are, we are joined today by my best friend Kelsey. Hey everyone. And we are our special guests are Megan from Otherworld of My Own and her husband DJ. Hello. That's where the dick mess comes in. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting it. We're gonna basically be grilling DJ on how much he knows about Megan's books, what he knows about book boyfriends, tropes, all of that. And let's start with weekly hots, Kelsey. Oh boy. I had to call up Summer, you guys, yesterday. No, two days ago to be like, Summer, I need you to help me figure out my weekly hot. Because that's how great of a week it's been. I was like, we need to highlight it. So what Summer helped me summarize was a very fun evening that I'm going to give you guys like the quickest and dirtiest version of. Actually, not the dirtiest. I should have phrased that better. The quickest version with a little bit of dirt. I have a new human in my life. And this human happens to be very far on the BDSM scale. So he came over for a fun little time the other night and I'm wearing what he requested when he arrives. The scene starts before, before anyone actually sees each other. So I'm wearing what he requests when he arrives. And then he comes with a backpack. (laughs) Are we going mountain climbing? What's the situation here? What's this for? He puts it down. He stands me across the room basically strips me and is I brought some toys for you and I'm like okay here comes the mountain bulk pack I'm excited about it now he took out every single toy that he brought for me and what's the word I want to use demoed them demoed them right like that works demoed them and we had that was like the start of our scene And it was beautiful and wonderful and great. And then I pretty much just like black out in a sexual haze for a while. For a while. And then I come to, not fully coming to, but came to another high point here is the longest orgasm that I've ever had in my life, my friends. Like I had to call up someone and be like, can you do this? Is this normal? Is this natural? I don't even care because bliss. Pure bliss. I had, I don't even want to put a number. Poor DJ is being thrown in the deep end. Is this the beginning of the book or is this real life? Because if this is real life, my story is going to be boring. I was was just happy she took my dog. My hot thing was she was going to take the dog and get his shots. It's because I can't do it because I I can't do it. And you're all like whipping to death and passing out. I'm like, shit. I don't know if I can keep up. It's I bring it hard over here. 
but you know, we all have, we're all on different levels and that's good too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love that for you. That's was not what I was expecting. That's way yeah. better. That was worth getting on this podcast for. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad for that DJ. Oh no, no. What was in the backpack? <laughs> Some really good. We have all time. We don't have enough. Did get into did that? I, did I interrupt you before you got to the actual time? You did. Should I do a drum roll now? And now it is drum roll for me, Summer. Okay, that was the shittiest drum roll I've ever seen in my life. You should have at least hit the table. That would on a bed. Imaginary drum roll, my friends. My orgasm was four and a half minutes long. Oh my god. See, I had no idea. I thought that was a myth. I thought it was an absolute myth. It's not a myth. I almost blacked out in the middle of it. There was, I was like moments away. How'd you time? I was in a sexual bliss. I did not time it, but I asked him later because he was very coherent. Four and a half minutes. He said it was definitely more than four and underneath five. And he put it at four and a half. And I said, great. That's getting written down in my journal. Love that. Great estimation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you like had a timer. You're like, well, yeah. <laughs> wonder, like when, you're, when your toes uncurled, you're like, click, done. <laughs> Came back to you. Yeah. Or I was thinking like an Apple Watch or something, like where you saw like maybe an extra yeah, like spike a in your heart rate. A whoop. A whoop. Like one of those Fitbits. Well, you like closed your loop. Fitbit, orgasm Fitbit. Is that? Oh, no, a whoop is like a Fitbit. It's just a version of Fitbit. Like from the dollar store? Yes. <laughs> Make sure I have a stroke while we're hearing about four and a half minute orgasm. <laughs> it has life alert on it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. My, I, I guess I will take the following spot of the weekly hot so that. I can take it down a notch. I read a book as my weekly hot. I almost, I didn't finish the book, but I started and got like halfway through Frat Boy by Nikki Sloan. I haven't read any of her other books and it's maybe like fourth or something in the Nashville neighborhood series. And the concept was really a fabulous concept for a smutty book. Basically, these two people get in a fight that get them kicked out of their respective sororities and fraternities. They now need housing because they got kicked out of their fraternity housing. And there's a porn company that has like a house where all the people live in it and they like produce in the house and they just do scenes with each other. And these two people who hate each other showed up to the same audition to fill the roommate thoughts, which just was a very great way to just add in a lot of scenes and partners and just a lot of lost whip swapping i only got halfway but what a fascinating concept it reminded me of a reality tv show but like what they don't show you happen like love island this is what's actually happening anywho that's my weekly hot am i thinking of something else what did you say aren't they not supposed to have sex on love island or is that a different show oh that's i think too hot to handle where like the challenge is not to sleep with each other yeah, because they're the hottest people ever. Okay, I have no idea what Love Island is. Then I take it back. I actually like, like that um, concept better than what I imagined that the frat boy was going to be. Because when she released that cover, I was like, "I'm going to put this on the books that I will never read." That sounds like a nightmare. 
but it sounds good. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. There are six people in the house, and they jumped right into the deep end, like poor DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get a DJ? Was your weekly hot? I'm still back to four and a half minutes of orgasm. That was my weekly hot. Hey, girl, (laughs) my weekly hot. The hottest shit I heard all week. Her story. It's her taking my dog to get a shot so I didn't have to. I was like, I thought that was so sweet because I can't, I'm squeamish like that. But now it's her BDSM backpack full of hips and dildos. I don't know what's there. She still hadn't told me. I'm still waiting. (laughs) Some electric shock shit. He's hyped. He's like, oh my God. Is this like a bag I can buy on Amazon? Like a survival bag? Like it all comes in the bag? A bug out bag? Like a bug out bag. I think it was curated, but I might be able to get you the links if you need them. Get a list. (laughs) Megan, do you have a weekly hot? You were MIA in the group chat, I think, during this time. But today I got a flat tire. And DJ came and changed my flat tire which is nice. And I feel like that's like why I have a husband. Like, yeah, I'm utilitarian. Yeah, we definitely need him for that. I'm like a tool. But then he was like, like a Swiss army knife. He was like jacking up the tire. And I was like, and then he was like taking off the little fucking things. And I was like, like what? I'm like, this is getting good. So I'm like literally like leaning on my car. Like, oh, this is a man right here. Like, I was very into it. <laughs> Like, I forget that you do those things, like those, like, domestic. Megan's yeah. about to get a flat tire every week. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it was hot. play for you guys. Congrats on the flat tire. Oh, Listen, you should, we should have ended with her story. Like, you can't start with that story. That, yeah, that was that's a thing. Like, that's like, uh, like, well. It's I like honestly, a, like, I just outstoried nearly every other one of my weekly hots for the last yeah. year. So you just happened to be here when I had a crap end. I think when you edit it, you should edit that into the back end. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hook them right out the gate, though. You will. DJ, do you know what... This makes me... This sounds so patronizing. Do you know what a trope is? No. Okay. Megan, how would you explain tropes? I mean... No. <laughs> I feel like a trope is like a theme. Yeah. Like a theme. Okay. It's like a theme or like a. It's like you stripped like the individual characteristics from a story. And if the story has like similar beats, it would be like this trope. So like enemies to lovers is like a trope. I can follow you. Yeah. So what tropes is your relationship? Boss to employee. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Good one, pal. This is just like a... It's what like, else? Huh? <laughs> Daddy. Two <laughs> 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 solid tropes right there. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's it. Oh, oh, wait. You could go biker old lady. You could do that one. Bad girl lady. Biker. Biker. Oh, sure. And his old lady. That's what they call them. They call them their old oh, lady. Oh yeah, 
Not old lady. O-L lady. Gotcha. That's my old lady. Great clear. Megan, Megan, what would you call your, what would you, what would your tropes be? I obviously agree with workplace romance and I guess daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we were enemies to lovers because remember I hated you and you, I don't know if, did you not like me or you like me? You annoyed me. (laughs) So neat. Yeah, he used to call me princess because I was like... Yeah, it wasn't my, endearing. I was the not girl, <laughs> like the blonde, like young. And then he would always say, literally call me princess. And we like hated each other. And now he calls me princess all the time because I am. Because she is a princess. Did you hire her? No, I bought the business she worked at. Okay. I was like, so she hid her annoying qualities during the interview. Yeah, no, she didn't hide them from day one. He did promote me a bunch before we started banging, though, so I must have been doing a good job. She was doing a good job. That's not why I banged her, though. (laughs) This is what you not to do. Keep your mouth shut. Just answer. This is our special end of the season episode. We started out with a bag of dicks, literally, or something. I don't know what all was in there. No. He did never get to He's going to wake up at like 3 a.m. and you'd be like, I got to know. <laughs> I got a bag out here. I'm going to go fill up with stuff. You should. It's a good bag to have. Yeah, it's a shoulder bag. I just need a little shit to put in there that you're going to send me. <laughs> I would throw an age gap. Did we already talk about that one? Oh, yeah. Duh. Of mm. course, age gap. Mm. That's a big one. That was like a big deal back in the day when we first started dating the age gap. But I find that the age difference now. That was a big deal for me. I find that the age difference now is not a big deal. I don't think it was a big deal then. Other than sometimes it needs to get colonoscopies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird. But... I eat jello for a day. How old were y'all when you guys started dating? I was 25 and he was 45. You were 24 because I took you out on your 25th birthday. Oh. So you were 24 and I was 44. Okay. Or 43. I was 43. She was 24. So I'm 19 years. Something older than her. Something. Is that Nana? Nana. She's under the table. <laughs> I would give that a solid like B DJ going into it you didn't really know what a trope was so your performance was about a b okay <laughs> you needed a little backup but that's okay i want to be an a i want to be an a let's go a plus then b minus i want to be like a four and a half minute guy shit let's go <laughs> here's your chance to shine okay okay would you cut off someone's hand for touching Megan? Cut off their hand? I'd just kill them. If someone touched them? Yeah, I don't want them touching her. It depends on what situation are we in here. If someone was at the bar and was like, and smack my ass. Oh, yeah, no, we'd break an arm. Sure. I do appreciate the sentiment, but I feel like I would be the one breaking oh, yeah, the arm. Oh, true, too. She wouldn't. Well, was the answer that I was secretly hoping that he was going to say? Yeah, I don't. Listen, I don't know. Thank you. Defending my honor. 
I don't slap her on the ass. So I'm afraid she'll break my arm. But nobody <laughs> 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 <Probably> else would. <laughs> Megan, if you could change DJ into being a fictional character, or even just like out of sprinkle the fictional character, what would you choose? Like a specific fictional character? If you can. I would say one of the Visconti men from Sinners Anonymous. Just like feral mafia leaders. Just a sprinkle. And they're rich. So that would be I like, was just going with straight up billionaire. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, that was enough. Yeah, a billionaire would be great. I didn't even think about that. You know me so yeah. well. DJ, are you aware of monster romances? I might know a little bit about them. Okay, if you were a hero in a romance novel, a monster romance, what monster would you be? And you could have two answers. I want one. If your first answer is like a werewolf or a vampire or something that's like a human, that's fine. But I also want like a, a real monster answer as well. I I would probably want to be, you know, the, the aliens and how they have those the tentacles that come all everywhere. So mm -hmm. I would like an alien with the big tentacles so that I can have lots of stuff. <laughs> I really don't want this to go somewhere. Just <laughs> so everybody listening know, DJ just did some almost like octopus disco dancing octopus fingers, which yeah. pointing all the different ways. There would be like a bunch of different alien appendages. You wouldn't even need a backpack then. I really would not think about You're exactly right. You just sold him. The ones I've heard about, I would absolutely be the werewolf with the three dicks. That's what I would. One hundred percent. Which book has a three dicked werewolf? It's actually dick werewolf, and it's. I would be a, a three dick werewolf. It was a Cleo Evans book from the Creature Cafe series. Oh, I love those. I need to finish those. Those are yeah. so, so much fun, so short, and I don't know. I just feel like they're a good palate cleanser. But when I this is when I like first started getting into monster romance, so I like had posted the TikTok about like reading about a book with a two dick werewolf. And DJ's daughter, who is, how old is she? 28? 29. 29. Her girlfriend, like, wanted to get into reading. And DJ was telling them that I read books with, about werewolves with two dicks. And I was like, out of, like, out of context and, like, out of, like, nowhere, that's so embarrassing. And that's, like, what he, like, literally all he thinks that I care about is basically things two with two dicks. <laughs> if it makes me feel any better... Gabby's go-to reaction, no matter how much we've talked about it, is anytime somebody, like friends and family, anytime if we mention like dark romance or something, and I try to, I like try to explain, it's like true crime meets romance. And I go more towards the criminal element of dark romance. And she goes, yeah, like tying people up and Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm like, no, we're yeah. all at dinner. With her aunts and uncles this past weekend, and one of them had read one of my books, so they, they already knew. I've made such a bad job of keeping anything a secret, and now it just keeps spiraling. But 
I was talking about dark romance because they were asking what's the difference between my first series and my second one. And Gabby's, they're like, what's dark romance? Gabby's like, 50 Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll get there. Oh, Gab. This may have already been answered, but what's the weirdest thing that Megan has said has happened, like that she's recapped to you or that you think that she's read? Oh, God, there's been a few. The werewolf dick thing is like obviously the one that's stuck in my head. But I know there's a lot of there's a lot of mafia dudes. I know that I'm still trying to figure out how anybody knows really how the real mafia dudes are. (laughs) I'm assuming this is all just assumed mafia dudes and i don't and i haven't really understood the werewolf dick thing i think is the weird thing and i don't know have you heard of balloon animals no but are we sticking on his ass what are we doing with these balloon animals no you're having actually megan how does it work so i think i might have told you this maybe not i think i was so scarred from him telling people about the two dick werewolf that i kept this one to myself but Basically, it's about these humans that shift like werewolves are like shifting creatures. So these are humans that shift into balloon animals. You're shitting me. Did I tell you this? No. Okay. um, So wait, it gets better. Hold on. So when they're in their form, they still have balloon dicks and they entangle when they have sex. And then also the best part is when they come, they're come is like funnel cake frosting no but there was another one you told me no i haven't heard that one there was another one you told me about though where like a guy was it was a it was like a synonym or an allegory for something he was like a wasn't like a ping pong paddle or he was a coke bottle or he was something oh chuck tingle (laughs) What was it? it was the Roman Starbucks cup. The Starbucks cup. That's when it takes the K. The Starbucks cup. I don't know. What is this? Yes. Chuck Tingle. You know, the one who's, I got pounded in the ass by my ass. Beaten <laughs> in the ass. He, he, he basically has all these like very absurd books of a diner that has. Like a sentient diner. Yeah. And But they're all like. So, like, the Starbucks cup one was, like, (laughs) making fun of people when they took away the, like, Christmas aspect of the Starbucks cup. And those people were, like, like, we don't like to be inclusive. And so Chuck Tingle wrote this book about that that type of person falling in love with these red Starbucks cups, like, the new ones. And them, like, being super gay and fucking and all of that stuff. And so it's, like... A comparison or like an allegory for those people so he basically just makes fun of like absurd the banging people. starbucks cups that's the weirdest one yeah it's great chuck tingle is literally just a gif i need to read this because this yeah. is something like ia created like a smut and i'm yeah so- absolutely unhinged everything is like sentient so yeah like i i think there's like sentient paper clips there's a lot of dinosaurs yeah, alien dinosaurs, astronaut dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. And his whole thing is love is real. So his stories are like proving that love is real. And it's I think he isn't it supposed to be like 
a take on what conservatives are like oh if we let gay people get married what's next are you gonna marry a dinosaur and he's yeah this dude is honestly a genius his ebooks are like 30 pages he sells them for eight dollars and i'm pretty sure he doesn't do any professional editing there's always typos like you can buy the paper books paperbacks that are like literally like this thin and dude's making bang yeah i need that it's like a, like it has a cult following i feel like at this point yeah he has like super funny covers it's i definitely recommend oh yeah and he i'm sure he makes his covers himself like on photoshop this dude is not paying for anything and is just charging a surplus for the amount of pages and Honestly, I'm jealous because his brand is so absurd that he can have typos and nobody's going to be like, this is bad literature because it's like, (laughs) it's a paperclip getting rammed in the ass. Like, of course, it's not going to be great literature. Oh, I love him. But I've talked a lot about that one. That's a good one. Good holiday recommendation. We have, we've been all over the place, but let's continue to be all over the place. How would you just, no, wait, sorry, that's not the question I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to ask a different question. This is what it is. How would you say that all of these spicy books have changed your relationship? If at all. I don't think they have. (gasps) That's wonderful. I don't think they have. Megan, what was the TikTok you posted earlier today? Or maybe it wasn't today. <laughs> the it was like I decided to stop reading romance because it was giving me unrealistic expectations, and I wanted to focus on my husband's needs. And then <laughs> it switched, and it was like LMAO, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Have it, has it changed anything for the better? She wanted to do stuff to me before that I didn't want her to do to me. And now she still wants to do that same stuff to me. And I still don't want to her to. <laughs> One so, day though. <laughs> so I'm good with a lot, but there's this guy got to draw the line somewhere. I have candy cane. It's my safe word. Candy cane. Our initial idea when we had first started talking about having husbands on was to have y'all read like either your partner's favorite book or like the most absurd books. And absolutely hands down, Megan was going to pick a book for you with Peggy in it. It was a grand mastermind scheme to try to convince you, but that ended up not happening. In the group chat, no. We went, to, we went to the mall the other day and Santa Claus was there. And I thought about getting like pictures made sitting on Santa Claus's lap, but I knew she would ask Santa Claus, can you please let me get my husband to let me peg him? I knew she had... <laughs> Yeah, so like most answers for you. I wrote him a letter. (laughs) (laughs) So the book on that note, the book that I was going to pick was Break Me Down because it's actually about a guy who doesn't want us or he's low-key does want to submit to her. And then he finally releases his inhibition. I don't have any inhibitions. I just don't want it. (laughs) maybe you need to maybe you still need to read the book and then you can get like his perspective and you just need to put yourself in someone else's shoes and the book would be a great way to do that it's really short too Um, next 
Captain of the HA Pokemon. <laughs> we'll have you back on. How do you run the book? Now let's get into our game portion, which that's a stretch calling it a game. We're going to have you try to guess slash define what these different tropes mean. Okay. So to start with, the first trope is why choose? And that's why choose as in like, why choose? Like I'm guessing that would either have to be, it could be several things. It could be like either like why choose between a guy and a girl could be to choose like why I have to choose between two dudes or two girls or a group of people. It could be any of those. I don't know if there's a specific one, just why choose. Yeah, I feel like that actually is exactly it. Good job. Good job. Is that an A? I'm fucking waiting on an A for something. Yeah, no, I give that an A, especially the quickness with which you answered and had an accurate answer. It's a good an A. What is the one horse trope? One horse? We guess that's where one dude has a stable of women. <laughs> Incredible. Everything's going to be horny with DJ, by the way. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> Or one chick has a stable of dudes. Either way, that would be a one mare, though, not a one. I guess a mare or a a stallion. I don't know. What is it? That's not that. Okay. What would if you if okay? I'm gonna ask you another question, and if you can figure out what this is, then you may be able to go back to the one horse trope. So, what is the one bed trope? It does not have to do with horses or stables. Let's say it's enemies to lovers and they're on a work trip together and they rent a hotel room and there's only oh, one, bed. one bed. And we got to share it. One bed. Okay. So then the horse, are we both, are, or is this a Western? Are we both on one horse or together? Ah. Have y'all ever ridden a horse? That would be really uncomfortable for us to both be on a horse together. <laughs> yeah. no. Worse together. How is that sexy? Have you seen Outlander? No. Have you seen Outlander, Megan? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, okay. So it's like for you, though. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, I need to watch that. Yeah. Let's say it's historical. They find a lady in distress. They don't have an extra horse for her. So she has to share a horse with him. And maybe it's raining and maybe he has to wrap his tartan around her. Or. Even better if she is his prisoner and they have to travel somewhere. She rides in front of him. He just lays her over. Oh. They're, they're still enemies <laughs> at that point. The tension. Oh. Strings you along. It's the tension. Okay, skip, let me see. Skip ahead of the ages. <laughs> Forced proximity. Forced proximity. Am I holding you captive so you have to be there with me so you fall in love with me? Something like that. Yeah. That that it could be that could be it. Or anything that like requires them to that have to spend time together. Like they're on a pirate ship or, or they or she works for me and I make her go on a trip with me and stay with me in the hotel room next door. With Ooh. one bed. They only had one room. Yeah. One. Oh, sure. Any other rooms available? All the features. 
I swear I won't touch you. Just let me get in the bed. <laughs> if you like you, if you like this happen. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I think it was me being like. <laughs> uh-huh. Wait, did you do you guys have a one bed work trip story? No. no. Boring. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. So this isn't a trope. Do you know what snowballing is? Snow. <laughs> you know what, DJ? I'm honestly learning things with you right now. I just want to let you know that. You want to what? I'm learning things with you. Like Summer's asked you questions that I don't know the answer to. So I just want you to know you have a friend here. So I believe that at some point I was told something about snowballing. <laughs> I want to say, is it like really dirty? snowballing it have something to do with coming in your ass and then the come coming out <laughs> where's the snowball i don't remember <laughs> give me the snowball megan do you want to explain it this is where i draw the line i just learned about this yesterday or the it. day before i might have told you because I, I might have been like gagging and dj's was wrong basically it's when okay from my understanding it's when the guy comes in her mouth or the girl, the guy comes in his mouth. The cum goes in the mouth and then that cum transfers to another mouth. Ooh. Yeah. That's it's swapping someone else's cum. I don't want to chew your gum after you chew it. Well, uh, I'd have a hard time with that part. That one is a hard you throw that in with a Y choose and one dude finishes in the girl. The other dude <laughs> Picks it up and puts in her mouth. So there's a lot of variation. I like that first part, but then why do we have to put it in the mouth? That's where it goes wrong for me. But you know what? To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Other people might not want to read about animal balloons. Which is weird. Why wouldn't they? I don't get it, but. Slow burn. Slow opposite of everything that you've described so far dj you would have to assume that would be some slow build up to some sexual encounter we're gonna have wow you're so smart that's what i'm assuming i'm assuming that's what it would be or something along that line you did good yeah context clues that's an a plus oh finally thank god see because you just met the standards you didn't rise above them nevertheless did you say it's a C? Yeah, it's a C. Like in actual grading, you meet the standards, right? He answered the question. That's a C. If you want to exceed the standards, then you got to do more. Mm-hmm. Here, where? Give me some dude. Let me put him his cum in my mouth so I can put it in. You. <laughs> that's the standards, though. That's you doing an example. That's you giving like a PowerPoint presentation on it. I'm glad Kelsey wasn't my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Run A was when you like met all the requirements. I was very much a meets expectations type of gal. I just want you to be the best that you can be. I, I appreciate it. Whatever my goal as a teacher. Is it, are you a teacher? Is that what you do? Yeah, I am. What grade? High school. High school. Like a particular subject? I focus in art and careers. That's the DJ's dream job is to be a professor. He would love to teach people and talk all day long. Good college professor then. I like one-way discussions. Me talking to you. Lectures. <laughs> like lectures. And you'd be a great college professor. But... We call 
group discussion, but then I just talk. <laughs> Are you a Leo? No, I'm an Aries. Okay, I feel like that also makes sense. I don't know anything about any other signs other than Leo's, which is, I feel like, very Leo thing. Are you um, talking about yourself? You must be a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you recap the plot of one of Megan's favorite books or a book that she's told you about? There was this girl named Alice. She had a little blue pill. She went down a hole and met a rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. That's her favorite book. That is um, my favorite yeah. book. Beyond, beyond that, no, I can't. I can tell you, mafia dudes, werewolf dicks, alien orgasms. I don't know, but beyond that, I don't know anything beyond that. You're not an alien. Book. I know that. I know that. Here's oh, I, you know what, ladies, I'm going to go back and change an answer. I'm going to go back and change an answer. Right. The answer you asked me earlier has anything changed from her reading romance novels 100 percent, there has been a bit of a shift here is the shift so i get up really early some people were born to guard the cave early in the morning and some people had to be not night people so they could stay up and guard the cave at night she's a night person i get up really early so i have to go to bed earlier than she does and she stays up for, I don't know, seems like hours down here with her Kindle reading these books. And then suddenly she comes and wakes me up and it's time for me to be a werewolf with two dicks. <laughs> DJ, what do you call it when somebody's not wearing any clothes? Naked. Oh, damn it. Did you think I was going to say naked? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anywho, that's a solid D answer. It's it. So I find my accent changes a bit with who I'm with because mm -hmm. with my dad, it's only the days of the week or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But mm -hmm. if I'm, her, I might say Saturday. Yeah. But it just it's because the, I've been away from home for so long. But if I go back home, it's naked, for sure. <laughs> naked all day on Sunday. <laughs> My mother-in-law is from Georgia, and we've gotten in a terrible habit of repeating words after her when she says them with a strong accent, and it drives her insane. And like half the time, we don't even realize we were doing it. She'd be like, July, and we'd be like, July. <laughs> Sure. it's so addicting <laughs> it, it's so fun i live with that <laughs> i have a wild question question that we could all answer honestly because once i heard this question i don't even have an answer for myself so i'm hoping you guys can help me and that is what animal do you find the sexiest the entire animal kingdom which one do you find the sexiest I feel like panther. Ooh. I was oh. gonna say lioness. A lion. Definitely a cat. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. lion. Like a predator. Definitely a cat. 
Especially like the Disney Lion King lions. Oatmeal? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a crush on Simba and Kiara. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I- They're in Scar? Okay. <laughs> yeah, now Scar. As a kid, though, a little less. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, they ain't having a four and a half minute orgasms. Have you ever seen Cats Fuck? That shit is sick. fun fact which i don't know if this is like common knowledge but you know how cats make that like horrible screeching sound when they're having sex have you never heard like cats having sex outside like yeah like scream oh i didn't know when you lived in new orleans you didn't have any like no drill horny street cats it's because and this sounds like a really serious design flaw. That corkscrew. Yes, yeah. that, that that yeah, that that hook. That yeah, hook. it has barbs that yeah. like when they pull out the barbs and the pain like releases hormones for them to get pregnant. But that's why they're like screeching. It's not like a it's like, like a, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a ow. Huh. Isn't that I feel like I've read that somewhere. Yeah. I feel like that's in some romance. <laughs> that's like Omega vibes. Now, 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 lions, though, don't do that. They just jump up on them, hump for about two seconds, and then they're out. And then they hump them again 10 minutes later. I'm pretty sure lions also have barbs. I'm saying they don't make that screeching sound, the female. Oh. <laughs> they take it better. They take it better. The bears having sex before, and that was pretty wild. No barbs involved, though. Bears? Yeah, and they they kept going at it. Like, I was in Yellowstone, and we just pulled over to the side of the road because there was two grizzly bears just, like, having at it. We are like, well, you can't not watch this. This is my own real-life nature center, nature channel. And But I got bored. Like, the guy was barely doing anything. He's coming her from behind, obviously. And he was just like so inanimate with it. And I'm like, did they stop yet? No, he's just hanging out, like catching his breath. And then he like goes at it again. Then he like stopped again. And I was like, God, pull it together, man. I don't know why she's still here. She should have left. (laughs) Not to get like too far in the animals having sex. But one time DJ and I were motorcycle riding in Wyoming. And it was like buffalo mating season. And we didn't see the buffaloes having sex. But we did see a giant buffalo humping a giant boulder. (laughs) (laughs) That's even better. He he got picked last for the team and there was no one left. He didn't want to feel left out. So he was like, you know what? We're just going to go. He's going at it. (laughs) Wow. I I was going to say, once I pulled over to watch a cow give birth, but that's not very exciting. It's like the end product that like no one really wants. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to share? I enjoyed my time with you ladies. I need a lid of what's in that goddamn bag. <laughs> I'll pass it on over. I'm trying to think if there's any, a good final like wrap up question to like hot pocket it. No, what's that word? Hot, hot potato. Oh, is that some kind of thing that's in your book? Hot pocketing? What is that? <laughs> right now, apparently. Rapid fire. F- rapid fire. Hot pocket. 
a rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Okay. I was going to say, what's your pet peeves in books? Because I know one of Megan's is like when they get motorcycle stuff wrong. Um, Have you heard at the stuff she shows me with the motorcycle stuff. Okay, yeah, like, that okay, that will be our final question. What's the like most ridiculous, infactual, inaccurate motorcycle thing you've seen? I've seen or heard one accurate thing actually, but the most ridiculous thing I've actually seen was the cover that was a not a Harley. A motorcycle that was actually about a Harley motorcycle gang. I think that was the one. That is annoying. <laughs> that's a that's a mistake. <laughs> there was also remember because every time I read motorcycle books, I'm like, okay, this because I worked in the industry as well, so I had some knowledge. And every time I read something, I'm like, this is not right. And so I'll always confirm with DJ. And there was one and it was like the dino pipes rumble. And I was like, that's not, there's, that's not what you don't call them dino pipes. Like that's not a thing. And for me, the annoyance comes and I know it's such a small thing because like most people like wouldn't know that, but the annoyance comes because it's like, if you're going to write about something like niche, it's like, like maybe do your due diligence. Don't just make up. But it's such a small amount of people that would ever notice. But everyone has their things, so. I bet that one dude does drink a lot of Starbucks, though. <laughs> Which dude? Kelsey's dude? You said if you're going to write about something, you oh, should know about it. I bet he dried, does drink a lot of Starbucks. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, he also eats at a lot of diners, uses a lot of paper clips. Was the space a lot. Yeah. Seen dinosaurs before. I think my thing was always when they're like having sex over the motorcycle right after they finished riding it in like short shorts. And I'm like, y'all are getting some skin melted <laughs> off. Literally. I don't think we ever did The that. logistics, if your motorcycle is parked and you're having sex over the motorcycle, it's going to be on the kickstand side and the pipes are on the other side. So like it's, you're literally going to get burned. There's no way you're not. <laughs> No, I don't think we've ever had. I don't think we've sex on motion. But that, like, motorcycle, also, like, for everyone listening at home, motorcycle riding is not sexy. Like, you are disgusting after you, like, literally have, like, grinding your teeth. Try brushing your hair after. It is just, like, nasty. You have to wear, like, jeans most of the time. So imagine just, like, sitting on a bike for, like, hours in jeans, like, all sweaty. And it's just, it's, like, hot to go around the corner, maybe. And it's, like, hot to see, like, guys and girls ride motorcycles. But I, I do not want to bang after a motorcycle ride. I want to shower, and I want to put baby powder on my ass. <laughs> That's accurate. That's an awesome way to end. Yeah. Same thing on a, same thing on a horse. canceling it baby powder maybe that will be our next inanimate object for chuck hingle to write about you could post that give it to him you wouldn't like you know it could be part of an mc romance love it megan and dj this was beyond fun this is so fun all right very nice to meet you ladies and have a good night all right, I'll leave you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
No, you do great. Did get a little weird at some points, but he would literally tell you every aspect of his life. Do you want to? Do you want to know about our church tryst with the Catholic Church? <laughs> it's actually not that exciting though, because we just we literally just had sex outside of a church because the parking yeah, lot was uh, empty. It's only because we couldn't get in the church. Yeah, we did try to get in the church, but. <laughs> this was literally pre-spicy book reading too nice the wild gal now i'm like we need to do the bed or the couch no hard surfaces <laughs> i said that i had bruises the other day and i was like this is too much maximum comfort only megan you are a good sport thank you thank you thank you thanks for thinking of me easily I feel like we need to send you like condolence flowers. <laughs> Maybe DJ can send me condolence flowers for telling my secrets. <laughs> you literally know everything. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Okay. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Mary Dickmas part two. We have Shawnee from Shawnee Reads and her husband, Barry, with us. Oh, Hello. Oh, oh, Mary Dickman. <laughs> and this is going to be another interrogation slash romance book recap because Barry has done the Lord's work, really, and has started reading Den of Vipers, has read Ice Planet Barbarian, and I think we have some Tessa Bailey in there, too. Yeah, I, people have used the word hero. <laughs> yeah, um, just he, he's very modest. So <laughs> this is going to be a very humbling experience for all of us. He's so impressive. To start, we thought we would do some fun little quizzes, like a how well do you know your wife quiz. So we're going to start off with tropes. But before we get to Shami's favorite tropes, can you define some of these oddly named tropes for us? Number one, Chekhov's penis. <laughs> uh. um, well, how would you define or what would you think would be a bully romance? A bully romance would be, my guess would be person got bullied when they were younger and then they reconnect with the person later in life and they're attracted to them and part of that bullying is like part of the appeal that's not bad that's actually that's it but minus the oh. minus the gap it's like the beginning oh, yeah. of the relationship is okay bullying. oh yes put me harder in that locker got it yeah, let's see. What what else was there? Oh, how would you explain or define a why choose romance? Oh, that's as a Wheel of Time fan. Totally. It's, hey, doesn't need to be a him or her. Let's, let, doesn't need to, let's all, let's have a bunch of partners. Let's make a little, what are the kids calling it? Polycule these days? Oh, are polyamorous? Yeah, yeah, like a group of, I don't need to, oh, there's two people. Which one do I choose? Why choose? Let's have them, let's have them both. Let's have three. Throw in a third. Yep, that's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Den of Vipers, Den of Vipers is a why choose. 
Oh yeah, that's a good example. It's I mean, not would, a good example, say, an example. I would say it's like a no choose, but we'll get into it. And then would you kindly describe your wife's taste in books? Uh, I meant no, kindly as in, would you kindly answer this for us? Not yes, your yes, like Bioshock, it. got it. No stress, all, just 12 years of marriage on the line. They all have like pretty skulls and things on the cover, like lots of skulls and flowers on the cover. and then. I don't know. I overhear her enough to know that reverse harem is a thing that exists. But I would say a romance novel with a touch of spice and uh, some some dark fantasy in there. That's not bad. Reverse harem is white shoes, so we just don't use the term reverse harem anymore. Oh, I now that I say it out loud, I could understand the problematic implications. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of skulls. Yeah, on the covers. Skulls and flowers, yeah. 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 <laughs> and since you've dabbled in Ice Planet Barbarians and monster romances, I'd throw Alien in with a monster. If you were in a monster romance, what monster would you be? Oh. This is your time to shine. You're a fantasy sci-fi reader. Yeah, yeah. Centaur just comes to mind real quickly, and I don't want to just say it because it's the easy answer, but yeah, I think I could be the big, loving, protecting centaur. Yeah. Get out there with my bow, hunt for food in the enchanted forest, woo you with my loot. Oh, yeah. I'd be a hell of a centaur. See, I told you he's so modest. Immediately casts himself oh, as a hero. Oh, oh, all these ride the centaur puns? This is great, yeah. Now here's more business. I don't think I've ever seen a centaur book or it hasn't crossed my page yet. <clears throat> Not for lack of desire, which I don't know, hasn't hit me yet. Yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard of any, but I'm sure there are some, but I just, I'm not a big monster or paranormal reader. So where is the dick? Is it a horse dick or is it like a human dick in the front? <laughs> Best of both worlds. Oh, oh wait, yeah. So <laughs> positionally it would be like a horse, but proportionally, they would also be like a horse. So okay. I guess one world. Yeah. So we're not going to like die of internal bleeding or anything. No, it would be a gentle centaur lover. Yes. <laughs> hey, if the Sakui can do it, a centaur can. If who? The, uh, the uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. The, I have this theory that it's in Ice Planet Barbarians. It's like the Walking Dead, where the women are like, we were the barbarians the whole time. Maybe I'm getting a little into it too much, but yeah, yeah. Now that you bring it, I can see why your mind might go there if you're already like fan. I overanalyze a bit. Yeah, you've also read like two of what thirty-five books, so you oh, definitely yeah. have the full full scope of the entire series in the world. Eagerly awaiting book three. Yes, I've only read one, so I can't talk too much about. Book three. I read the first one. Had no desire to continue. Oh. <laughs> What was your favorite part of Ice Planet Barbarian? What got you to read the second one? So I think that part of it had to do with Den of Vipers put such a bad taste in my mouth that I was going to anything I read after it. But this one particularly, it was, I enjoyed the romance. So I like the scale of books I read, if I can go off for a minute. So on, on one end, you have Den of Vipers, which is just like wacky, like Three Stooges romance. And then you have Tessa Bailey, which is, oh, that's like nice and warm and cozy and endearing. But I like the merging of, okay, here's romance, but it's going to have this sci-fi twist 
And I think adding that sci-fi element, it's a risk for an author. I could see that being done poorly, especially a nitpicker like me. That's not how that would actually. But everything with the, with the symbionts and the, the way the world building worked. And I just, I'm like, oh, like a good portion of why I want to read more of the books is to know more about the world and the flora and the fauna. I find that just as interesting as the relationships. He's like literally the first person who is like, I want to learn more about the world and not more about like how these like nine foot aliens can rail these five foot tall humans. That's nice too, but like the evolutionary <laughs> <laughs> progress of the life on this planet is interesting to me. I was originally a sci-fi reader and I still am. So I appreciate good world building in a, like an author who can do that well. And one who can mix romance into it and an alien and a big dick combined with all these things. I think it's just, it's a nice combo. And I do agree, Barry, that it's like, it's in between like Tessa Bailey and I haven't read Den of Vipers, but it's, it's nice in the between no. that there's more mental fortitude to read it, or you're going to be like more mentally stimulated. At least I am considering that I like sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. For context, Den of Vipers is the first romance that Barry has ever read. I know for a lot of people it's the first dark romance or dark why choose that they've that they've ever read but for Barry it's the first romance that he read and I told him not to start with that one and he was like I like the copper it's got skulls and flowers it's also the first book ever that I just said fuck it I'm not going to finish this and I've <laughs> read I've so I not only have I read a lot of bad books I read through all I read through the Dune books that Brian Herbert wrote. So I'm like, I've chugged through some bad fiction. I even, and I even like some bad fiction. I hosted a bad movie night over the pandemic. I love mystery science theater, but this one, I just couldn't do it. I, I remember reading some of the reviews and there was one that was like, oh, it's all smut and there's no plot. And I remember being 150 pages in at that point and being like, there's not even any smut yet. What are these people talking about? The best review I saw, though, it was one. I loved it. It was a one-star review, and it said, oh, this author ain't going to see Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a wonderful way to sum up the book. Yeah. That's probably true, though. <laughs> I'm glad I started it. I don't think I made it past 200 pages. There was a point where I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it, the funny the thing is, I, I'm sorry? Did you get to the knife scene? I got to the knife scene, yeah. That's what make or break it. It's funny because <laughs> I found for myself the pace at which I read books has to do with my interest level, which is a problem because, like, I just, I started reading the new Brando Sando book, like, yesterday, and I'm almost done with it. I'll have it finished by today. Whereas Den of Vipers, I had just sitting on my nightstand for months, and it was like, it was making me hate reading. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, this isn't, no, it's not, doesn't this, bring me joy. This is where we're very different readers where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm reading four books at once. And I'm like, I like slam through them. And if I don't like it for some reason, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Next one. And Barry's, I've been on this page for six weeks, but I'm going to keep going. But Dana Viper, Dana Vipers is the first one that he did ever DNF. And I spent three months being like, you don't have to finish it. 
you're not enjoying it. You don't have to finish it. He's like, don't stop writing books. And I'm like, thank you for your support. Yeah. It was a hard time. It was a hard time. It was a dark place. I appreciate you being there for me. I just remember when you were reading that Honor Harrington series that was like absolutely horrendous. And it was like 30 books. And you were just miserable the entire time. And I was like, you can stop reading the series. He's like, no, I'm going to finish this whole series. I'm like, why? That, that was a like, great but series, I started though. it. That was a great series, though, because it was so boring. I don't know if you remember. I would, I would read it out loud to help you fall asleep. But I got yeah. some joy out of it. So let me know if I'm like going on too much. But an interesting thing, too, about so I understand that I don't know. I understand that dubious <laughs> is a phrase in literature and I don't like it because in real life, no, there's consent. But like in. In. Den of Vipers, there was just it was just. All the rapiness made me so uncomfortable. And that wasn't why I DNF the book. That was a, an extra thing I didn't really enjoy about it. And I'm not shitting on people that like this. I get it that there are people that are like, I'm not saying like, it's a bad book. It wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy it. But kudos to people out there who this is your thing. But then when I got to Ice Planet Barbarian, it started off like the first chapter brought up the topics of a forced abortion and like a pretty brutal rape scene. And I'm like, oh, is this what romance books are? So then when I read Tessa Bailey, I'm like, oh, good. There's no rape yet. This yeah. is nice. But th that really yeah. bothered me about the first book of Ice Planet Barbarian because to me it was like, you ever have a really nice meal at a fancy restaurant, but the table's a little wobbly? <laughs> and that's just driving you crazy the whole time. In my mind, there is like Ice Planet Barbarians, and then there's like an alternate version where they just left that out. Because I understand why you might want to put that into a book. And I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but I understand why you might want to put that into a book to either maybe have a revenge storyline or to illustrate really how powerless the women are in this situation. But I don't see the revenge storyline coming. Maybe it does. I'm looking forward to it if it is. And they already did a really good job of showing exactly how powerless the women were in that scenario. So it just left a bad taste in my mouth personally, but I'm able to get over that and enjoy the second book as less triggering material. It's very cozy. So yeah, that's my kind of thoughts it, on that. Barry's only allowed to read like trade paperback romance where it's all like cute and fluffy. The thing that is really interesting about dub and non-con in books is that there's a level of not mental gymnastics. That makes it seem like you're trying to convince yourself of something. But there's a level of like understanding or not understanding because I think you understand the difference between reality and fiction. But getting used to that separation and like Kelsey recently was I set her a scene to read for my upcoming book and she happened to be on a date and he like read it too and he was like oh this is cool I want to read her the rest of her books and I was like sure. But if he reads it, make sure he knows that what's in here in a dubious manner is not what you are looking for in real life. And Kelsey was like, yeah, I can explain that because there is, there's like a weird, there's a weird like way of retraining your brain almost to read those things without it making you un unnecessarily uncomfortable. And it's so strange how that seems to be like an issue so unique 
to the romance genre. Stephen King doesn't have to come out and say, I'm against murdering people, but, because it's obvious, but when it comes to this, even when there's magic involved, you still have to say, oh, by the way, this isn't real, which is strange. <laughs> it's because violence against women is so normal in society that you have to remind that it's actually not okay to do this in real life. And I think that's why a lot of people who really criticize dark romance and books with dubcon or non-con in them, they, it becomes this whole thing of, this is not right. And obviously like people who read it are like, yes, I know I'm not a four-year-old, but this is, this is what topic that Summer and I particularly talk about a lot, <laughs> especially with our little group chat. Cause we're constantly like defending dark romance. I know when I got into dark romance, which has only been recently, it took me a couple of books to like truly sit down and be like, okay, every single time I open up this book, I understand that there are just different rules in place. There are different, yeah. like society is set up differently, even though it's acting as if it's, I walk out my door and it's the same situation. It's not, it's just, it's a different world. It's a different scenario where the rules are different and this is somehow okay to carve your initials into someone. Almost <laughs> as if it's fiction. Yeah. Crazy. Summer, I should have Barry read Make Me. Yeah, if you want. Oh, oh well, yeah. Kelsey, were we just talking? Who were we? Yes. The person who does not have a nickname for the podcast yet. We were, me and Kelsey were talking about having them read it for season two. So we should have mm. another episode. Where dudes read my books and have to recap them. I also think it would be hilarious yes. to have you try to recap them. Yes. But to like quickly circle back, even though this is like not on our Mary Dickmas interrogation list. But I think another thing that Barry, you were talking about was like, what is this serving to the plot? And when it's like unnecessarily thrown in there, almost for shock value, that's when you get, at least me get that like gross taste in my mouth. Because it's not providing anything either for the plot, for the character growth, for their relationship. So I think that there's a way to do it, like you were saying, where it's like not, what's that word? Ungratuitous? Gratu uh, yeah, gratuitous. It's, if, it's, if there's a reason for it to be there, that's great. But if you're just throwing it in for the sake of it, it seems, I don't know, like it just, I imagine there being a lot of people put off by it who are, who would be more forgiving of that sort of content had it served. And I'm sorry, I'm like going off on this one tiny aspect of this book that I really thoroughly enjoyed. It doesn't fit the books, but, uh, it doesn't fit the rest of the book whatsoever. But I will say the positive experiences I've had to try to go the direction, I'd like this conversation to go more. The positive experiences I've had are between uh, both Ice Planet Barbarian and especially Tessa Baileys. It's just, I feel like I get it. I feel like it, it feels like an emotional niche the same way that like my Brandon Sanderson books feel like that other like emotional, like that craving that I have for that sort of thing. And I think that this whole, what started out as an experiment it, it is going to end up with me being less judgmental as a person. Now, when I see someone reading a romance book at my bar, whereas in before I'd be like, oh, whatever. I think I'm more likely to be, oh, okay, cool. Not that my opinion of anyone matters, but and I honestly think that it might even extend to before 
I read Tess Bailey specifically, I would shit on my grandmother for her Hallmark channel. And now I'm like, no, that's good for you, Graham. That's nice. I'm glad you find that thing you enjoy. Because the hell am I? Yeah. And I also, I am just waiting for the moment where like, I see someone reading a nice Planet Barbarian book in my restaurant. And I should be like, oh yeah, what about Rahash and Liz when she did that? I think that would be a great moment. Their eyes would, I'm sure, just pop out when I did. I feel like if you are reading I Splendid Barbarians in public and you have, you're not reading it on your Kindle, but you're reading it as like the paperback, you're basically inviting someone to have a conversation with you. And you know what? I actually regret (laughs) my defacing of my Tessa Bailey book. I don't know. I know. So I I made a fake cover. Did Chani share this with you guys? I feel like vaguely something is lingering I think I, to me. I think I made a TikTok about it. So Barry's younger brother is a graphic designer and a videographer. So he basically sent the dimensions of the trade paperback to Brad. And Brad made it into a James S. Corey cover, like a fake one. <laughs> we made up a fake Expanse book. And I pasted the cover on it. No one would see me reading a romance novel in public. And now I'm just going to rip that fake cover off and claim that I enjoy reading a romance book. That's a really strong starting point. And now (laughs) I want to rip it off. And I'm like, ah, good for you. Growing. Yeah, I'm so proud. There's also like something about people who are like judgmental about romance. If you ever not confront them, but ask them about it, usually they don't have a reason. One of our really good family friends, we were talking about books and stuff. And I, she mentioned something. That wasn't romance. Sounds like, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Sounds good, but I probably won't read it. I almost exclusively read romance. And she's like, oh, but it's good to branch out and read other stuff. And I was like, why? I don't have to. And she's like, you're right. And I was like, yep. I think it's the Nickelback pineapple pizza effect. You know what I'm talking about? Where like people, it just dislike for Friendly the sake of hate. being dislike. Coldplay, I think, is yeah, it's that. I think romance novels fit in that category. Yeah, for sure. You just name things that I enjoy greatly in life. Yeah. Yeah, pineapple belongs on pizza. Absolutely. As as long as it's not like fresh out of the can, I think you need to char the pineapple first to to caramelize it and bring out the sweetness. Really helps. Yeah, when you put it on just straight out of the can, like after you cook the pizza, it's really All that moisture is going to make it soggy. Yeah. That makes it sound even less appealing. Yeah, not just people, like pizza places do that. Come on, have some pride. (laughs) I'm not a sweet and savory person in general. Okay, but like sea salt chocolate, that's different. When it's like cheese and like fruit jam, I'm like, so the pineapple. But you don't eat, but you don't eat cheese. Being in cheese. (laughs) Oh, you're in the club too? Nice. I said, Shawnee, the gravy recipe for your thanksgiving oh thank you she did lovely and the corn chowder that you really liked that i made a couple months ago oh wow awesome thank you they're not my recipes (laughs) but kelsey i think i feel like you had a question that i interrupted at one point you may have what it was though is well gone out of my brain be sure (laughs) barry i do have a question for you though back quizzing shawnee's book history and then also your book history what is the weirdest thing that you've heard about happening in one of shawnee's books and then also what's one of the weirdest things that you've read that has just been like whoa slow your roll i need to put down the book and think about this 
the most wild thing you've heard of for Shawnee and then the most wild thing you've read? I don't think it gets any more wild than the knife scene, but I did get Shawnee a, a Chuck Tingle Christmas collection. So that was pretty zany. We're big fans of Chuck Tingle. We think he's an American treasurer. I, it's on my list to get a book from him. <clears throat> I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I said that to you, didn't I? Summer? Aren't you glad you're friends with some nutty bees? Love you. <laughs> mean it. Okay. Another question for you, Shawnee slash Barry, both of you guys. What is something that Barry has done that's very book boyfriend? I know this immediately because it's like one of my favorite moments of our entire relationship. It is, I think it was my 28th birthday. Um, I really love Highland Cattle. Like the floofy cows. They are so freaking cute. I don't understand why the entire world hasn't declared them like a protected species with their emo hair and their floofs and their little pink noses. But I saw this picture. I think I must have seen it on Reddit. And I became obsessed with this picture of this Highland cow. Like it was like like a little cow, like a baby cow. And I had this picture that I had saved on my phone. And I just, whenever I got sad, I would just look at it. But I barely knew about this photo. And for my birthday, we were going to a restaurant in Cambridge, which is a favorite of ours. So we go to for like birthdays or anniversaries or any kind of celebration. And earlier that day, Barry had gone and bought a sheet cake meant for 15 people and gotten the picture of this cow on this cake printed like you can get a picture on a cake or whatever and then he he brought it to the restaurant so i had no idea this is any of this is happening and we have our dinner and we have some drinks we're having a good time and then berries you want some dessert and i was i'm not a huge dessert person so i was like i don't know like maybe i'll just have like a like an after dinner drink and he's like no i'll get you some dessert or whatever and then our friend dan who's the bartender he comes out of the kitchen with this like massive sheet cake <laughs> with the cow on it and I like absolutely lost it I was hysterical for five minutes straight like I've never had that kind of like, an involuntary reaction to anything and everyone <laughs> around us is like what the fuck is happening is she having a seizure or whatever and then I cried and then I ate the cake but yeah that was that's my favorite I think still probably the best gift that you've ever gotten me even though it was a cake and not like a gift gift don't you have a framed print of one on your wall somewhere? Yeah, it's it's actually not on the wall, but it used to be in our it used to be in our living room. But we, we changed some furniture around, and our friends who also love Highland cows got it for us as a housewarming present when we bought the house. Oh, great example, Shawnee Barry. Do you have another example? when you've been a book boyfriend? I was just surprised that her example didn't actually involve a book. <laughs> so my terminology is out of- Oh, I have another one, which- Oh, please. Is a really Please good. keep talking about how amazing I am. No, I think you should talk about the Dune thing. The Dune thing. Oh my God, you were going to record a whole audiobook, and oh. you did a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. I lost the data. So right now I have a cold, which is nice for your listeners, because normally I sound like Gilbert Godfrey. So I have a more listenable voice right now. But Shawnee would listen to 
audiobooks to fall asleep, or sometimes I would read her some of the Honor Harrington novels and fall asleep. But I'm like, going to fall asleep listening to a book. If I'm not there, it should be a book that I'm reading. And I love Dune a lot. So I started recording. He is a white man, so he's legally required to love Dune. Dune and Tool. Yeah, those are the two. No, I started recording it. Unfortunately, I lost the data after recording a lot, but it gave me like a lot of appreciation for this thing that you guys are doing with the editing process is, is difficult. But the thing that was difficult for me was I was reading it as a fall asleep bedtime story, which was hard because like I had to do this tone. <laughs> it's really hard to. And she looked and said, for he is the Quizat's Hatterack. And it's hard to get all the... And Paul mounted this sandworm. No, that needs more action. So I had to keep calming myself down when really cool stuff was happening. And Baron Harkonnen. No, that was fun to record. Is Dune not a monster romance with this mounting of a sandworm? Oh, it hasn't been, but you just gave me some great fanfic ideas. Yeah. Yeah, is there a porn oh. parody of Dune? There has to be. I don't want to see it, but... The cum must flow? I don't know what you would... Oh. oh this is my boy. shy halud, baby. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> okay. Switching gears to back to our interrogation situation. Barry, I'm going to read a trope and you're going to tell me if Shani likes it or doesn't like it. Okay. Okay. Reverse grumpy sunshine. <laughs> Maybe we should have you try to guess what that is. Yeah, explain that first. If I had a guess, I would say it's the opposite of the movie Up. Oh. <laughs> Like, you get a grumpy person whose, like, heart softens and becomes more emotional and relatable at the end. If it's a reverse grumpy sunshine, it's someone who is, like, a... Whose spirit gets broken? Is that what you're getting at? I didn't name the trope. I'm working with what I got here. Oh, that's funny. I would say that Shawnee likes reverse grumpy sunshine just based on the fact that i've used two of those three words to describe her (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is accurate do you want to explain what a grumpy sunshine slash reverse is so basically it's a person it's a couple where one person is grumpy and the other one is very sunshiny and usually when it's grumpy sunshine, it's the man is the grump and the woman, if it's a if it's a male-female romance, is the sunshine. But when it's a reverse, it's the woman who is the grump and the man who is a sunshine. Sounds okay. familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. Oh. oh, wait, that's a better question. What tropes are your relationship i heard of one called the reverse grumpy sunshine it's i definitely agree with that there's i also think that barry's gonna get mad at me for this but there's like a tinge of marriage of convenience like obviously we're very happily married and have been married for a long time but 
I did get a green card out of being married to him. But obviously everything's all fully legal. But it was when I realized that I really love marriage of convenience, I was like, oh, I, I guess I understand why. It's because I can literally <laughs> relate to these. I can relate to these things from we've, my we've own put experience. put a lot of effort into fooling the government for these last 13 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of effort. <laughs> yeah we like panic bought a house and everything together just it's we're very committed to this <laughs> where did you guys meet this is a great bear story. you tell the story you tell the story so i was a bartender at a restaurant and i was single for a while, and I mentioned to one of the servers at the restaurant that I was just casually mentioned I'm ready to enter a relationship, something serious. That server went home uh, where her roommate also said, you know what, I'm looking to get into a relationship, into something serious. Shawnee did not say that. Shawnee said, she said, I need a late. green card. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Uh, maybe Barry's being anyway, so Barry's we being were... so like so formal and fancy about this. He's oh ready to get into a relationship. No, it was like we were both trying to have a hose hoe phase. I'm pretty sure. Why so... don't you tell the story then? <laughs> no, I'm just like you tell the story and then I'll fix everything that you're okay. saying. It's fine. Though. <laughs> that's how we um, that's how we work anyway. Point of the story is she set us up on a date together because we are such uh, complete opposite personalities that she thought that we would hate each other and it would be really funny. We did it as kind of a joke. So we found out about this and decided to have a really great time out of spite. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it just blossomed from there. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the only non-family member at our wedding. Yeah. yeah. Our, my friend Aaron and our friend Aaron. The uh, maid of honor slash photographer. Yep. That's so great. That kind of is like a fake relationship. Yeah. What trope is that? Yeah. <laughs> fake, fake, fake dating. Fake dating. Yeah. Except that it got real really quickly. So <laughs> for one date. <laughs> I'd love that. I'll see if I, okay. Yes or no. Johnny likes the I don't deserve you. I'm going to break up with you trope. No, she doesn't have the patience for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So dumb. Yeah, yeah. I, no, just move on. Yeah. What about the unhinged female main character? Oh, yeah, totally relatable. Wow. Love you too, babe. Speaking Notice of you're unhinged... not disagreeing. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not at all. There's a reason why I like it. Speaking of unhinged female main characters, Barry, would you ever cut off someone's hand for touching her? Wow, you already fucked Not up. At first. <laughs> what would he... I'd give him a warning. Okay. I'd brandish my machete. <laughs> Hopefully they wouldn't put me in a situation where I had to. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm wondering where the question it's came overprotectiveness. from. Is there a hand cutting off trope? Yes. Oh, touch you and die. Oh. That's the trope. But it's a fun one. your hands cut off, it's also an option. Or Got it. Okay. Shawnee, if you could change Barry into any fictional character, 
we're out of the fictional character to Barry, who would it be? We're out of sprinkle of the fictional character to Barry. No, we're swapping it out. <laughs> Bye. Or sprinkle, whatever. It would probably have to be. It, I would either take either Bria or Eli for Black Sheep. I'm sorry. Those two won't leave me alone. <laughs> I, I, I need to either. know why. This could turn into some relationship advice. What is it about those characters? Are you a female serial killer? Who's really hot? I don't... I, please don't take any of her advice. But also... I don't know. Maybe, I think, like, the reason why I love the two of them so much is because they're just, like completely they're not like completely different from characters that i've read but i just love the two of them together and yeah. like how complimentary they are to each other because bria is obviously like a female serial killer former cult member on a mission of revenge but it's like really hot i've, I've then, seen killing eve i have a vague understanding yeah yeah and then Eli is like the straight-laced person who is researching the cult that she grew up in. And then they end up together. I don't know. He's just, it's like the whole like, like straight-laced professor, but then he's a freak. So Johnny, if you're saying that you would like me to be a straight-laced guy, serial killer, secretly named Barry, then I think you're plagiarizing Bill Hader. The HBO show. I know. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's inspired based on an HBO story. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no, I just, Brie and Eli are my best babies. Okay. Amazing. library scene from that book was top tier. Okay, but. Let's continue. Oh, great. That was a great tangent. <laughs> so, Shawnee was talking about how, like, Bria and Eli, she loves them because of how they are together. That's how I feel about Nick Bruin. I want him. I need him. But I'm not Lavinia. So, like, he's not going to want me. And, like, the way I want him isn't... He's not going to be who he is with Lavinia. I knew that you were going to figure out a way to bring him up in this podcast barry this is a character from a book series that like summer's the only person on the planet who likes him kelty no, i said he's growing on me you said yeah. he's the obvious choice i also no. said obvious choice in some ways not in all ways <laughs> all right all right shawnee summer's just hearing what she wants to hear that's what's happening. summer okay. you each have 30 seconds to make your case what's this character's name nick bruin all right, Summer, you may begin. Your time starts now. I'm taking uh, over your podcast. I love it. <laughs> I told you this would happen. <laughs> Absolutely unhinged in a very obsessive way. And he has to come to terms with how his love has been destructive because it's been too obsessive and not caring enough. And he loves her so much, he would literally die to give her what she wants. He right, should have died. Shawnee? You're up. He should have died. The, his, the things that he does to Lavinia and the lack of effort in his groveling to get back in her good graces is not sufficient at all. 
I feel like the other two characters do a lot more to, I don't know, to endear themselves to Lavinia. Nick just goes away and pouts at a strip club for like four days. And then he doesn't even get hurt in his like electrified cage. Properly. And that's tough. He should have I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to side with Summer here. I'm sorry. I found uh, found your case more and more passionately pled. Oh, Did he even God. have anything to apologize for, really? Other than loving her too much? Fine. Healthy boundaries. There we go. Did he have anything? Oh, my God. This is another podcast episode where I just yell at you about Nick. You know what's great, though? Because I actually feel like I can relate to what you're saying here. And it goes back to what you're saying. So the second book of Ice Planet Barbarians is fun because I found myself doing, uh, Kelsey, what we talked about before is being like, oh, yes, it's fiction, different rules. So it starts off with, I'm not going to like really spoil it, I don't think, if anyone cares. But it starts off with Raha. He resonates for this one character and he like, you're bonded, that's it. And he's, she's not going to like this. I'm going to have to take her away to my cave. And she is like a hostage and she is at his mercy and she's trapped. And there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't like be okay with this because this woman is here against her will and she doesn't want to be there. But then I'm like, hey, his queen resonated. What are you going to do? So it's just funny how you could be in that situation where it's like, hey, we going to resonate, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, what? coming it's like what are you gonna do like that just is what it is right and it's fun being able to explore those boundaries within the realm of fiction a little more (laughs) loosely than you would be able to in in real life it's fun to have the freedom to poke at that membrane a little bit yeah that was a weird um ari we are now nominating you as the dark romance spokesperson on book talk i hope you enjoy getting yelled at by people all the time which i know you do yeah. <laughs> you work in the restaurant industry, so you I feel like you have to. Oh, yeah. I am very good at that. Barry, Shawnee, you guys have brought so much to the table today that I'm going to ask you to bring <laughs> one more thought here. One more big, super important thought. And my question for you guys is out of the entire animal kingdom, what is the sexiest animal? I think it is. It's probably like the praying mantis because they eat the male after mating, right? Yeah, I think so. That's that's pretty hot. Barry, how you feeling over there? You feeling good? Yeah, I mean, this boils back to our conversation of consent. I'm like, (laughs) is the goose going to be into it? The goose, you're sexy. (laughs) If they're down, if they could communicate that they're down to freak. Oh, I'd get nasty with a goose. Yeah. That neck is a thing of beauty. Yeah. Wait, are you seriously going with goose as the sexiest animal? I think I'm committed to it now. Yeah. <laughs> they're majestic. The way they're pro- protective of their young. Don't mess with my kids. I'll get up. Are you sure you're not talking? Are you sure you're yeah, not talking no. about a swan? Oh, I might have been, but oh, I think goose. Hey, you want to stick with a, a long, sexy neck? Yeah. Not even well, like in a I, sexual way. I'm not like what you could do with that throat. No, I'm like, look at that goose. That, that was going to be my question if that factored into your thought process there. I'll get your mind out of the gutter, Shawnee. It's I'm talking never about fucking a goose wholesomely. <laughs> All right. I'm talking about tenderly loving a goose, Shawnee. 
Fair. Okay, fair. Beautiful. Hey. I could have <laughs> Summer's dying. <laughs> Best than that. I want to thank you both for having this on. And I want to say, God bless whichever one of you has to edit this episode. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's going to be a doozy. Wait, can I ask how traumatized DJ was after all the things that Meg explained? Which part? Didn't Meg explain balloon shifters to DJ? Yes. I think that was the, honestly, out of all the things we talked about, that was the only thing he seemed traumatized by. I'm sorry, did you say balloon shifter? Yeah. Is that like a Pokemon? No, No. it's it's like sentient. It's like humans who turn into balloons, right? Like animal balloons. It's called squeak. I'm, I'm rethinking that goose. I have it on my Kindle. You can read it. Maybe we'll read it as an activity tonight. We'll see. It's short. It's 60 pages. <laughs> You're probably going to want to edit this out, but like, all I'm just thinking is the climax of the book being. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a squeak. Oh. <laughs> this was oh hilarious. I am incredibly grateful for you guys being our sacrificial lambs, letting our audience have a merry dickmas, and to all a good night. Oh, 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 merry dickmas. <laughs>